As I've kind of said from the beginning, I don't really, you know, care who we face because I think any, um, you know, opponent is going to be tough because playoffs are a different type of animal. You know, players are playing longer minutes, um, you know, different adjustments are made, you know, things are, you know, definitely different, but so I'm not really worried in that sense. Um, I'm just excited to see this team back in the playoffs. I honestly feel like because we are a top five seed, most likely, they've already not only exceeded expectations, they've gone through the roof with expectations. So you mix that in, I feel like there is a part of the fan base that says, okay, well, they're a top five seed, they should go deep. If we had been a, a bottom five or bottom four seed, I think, you know, expectations could have been tampered. But I just think it's just a freak, you know, accident and craziness that the year that we break the streak, we're one of the best teams in the Western Conference. Purple laser beam. I'd rather get W's and get checks. Welcome everyone to Beam Unit episode 10, the Mike Bibby episode. Uh, I'm here with my co-host Elizabeth. What's going on? Um, I think we're in a holding pattern, Liz. Uh, every time we record uh, the day before or a few days before the Kings lose. So that's the pattern. They lose, and then, you know, we'll say goodbye with this podcast. And then over the week, they'll win about two games, and then they lose the game right before we record. I don't know how I feel about it. I didn't even notice that, but uh, it's a it's a great point to point out. So hopefully, uh, that doesn't mean tomorrow is a loss. <laughs> Better not be. No, I think that means it's a win, and then, uh, you know, we'll record Monday. Hopefully, you're available. And the game uh, that day, I think it's the Spurs. So hopefully we win that game and, and, and the pattern can be broken. Um, good news, though. Uh, we do. I did secure the bag, so to speak. Jill Adge is going to join us on Sunday. And I mean, uh, Monday night. So I'm super excited about that. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Always good to have Jill. She. She's a basketball mind. That's for dang sure. She knows what she's talking about. Exactly. And, and I don't know if this is going to be old news by the time we record, but you know, the idea was for her to come on and then we would talk about the last of us. So I could still talk about it. I don't know if she'll still be in the mood, but uh, we'll see. Um, how do you feel about us not making the playoffs yet? I, I personally am okay with it. Uh, we do have a scenario tonight. If, the Warriors lose to the Pelicans. Uh, we'll have the sixth spot. A little anticlimactic, but who cares? We'll be in the playoffs. What's your take? Yeah, I mean, we all know what's going to happen. It's just a matter of when. Um, you know, obviously last night would have been like the storybook kind of ending to make the playoffs, but Minnesota's a tough team. I mean, they are basically like, you know, our like worst, I guess, matchup, I would say probably of the season for some reason, um, you know, even though we've lost, you know, both times to like Boston and Philadelphia and Milwaukee, um, but just Minnesota is very tough and we just seem to have like a ton of problems against them. So I was okay with not clinching. It was just, it was sad, but you know, I know it's going to happen. So it's not, you know, obviously a huge deal. So considering that we beat Phoenix and Utah, I mean, should we take those into account as far as how we're doing as a team and, and how we're going to perform in the playoffs? Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, any that's the thing is even if there's injuries to certain teams, you know, especially like Phoenix without having, you know, Kevin Durant, they didn't have DeAndre Ayton that night. Um, any team can be any team on any given night. So, I mean, every game is a learning experience for the team and, you know, more film that they have to kind of watch and see what they're doing wrong, see what they're doing correct, um, you know, to learn, grow from it and make those adjustments and, you know, kind of move on. So, yeah, I mean, you have to look at those games, you know, Phoenix is tough regardless. Um, I mean, they have, I think they have a great defense even without, you know, I think Kevin Durant, you know, he's getting older. So his defense obviously isn't, you know, as good as it used to be. And then DeAndre Ayton obviously, you know, can be a defensive presence for them. But 
I think they have a lot of young pieces that can play defense as well. So defensively, they're always a tough matchup, no matter who's playing. But Utah, they're obviously young and, you know, upcoming as well. Um, and they were without like half of their starting lineup when we played them in Utah and lost, um, you know, when we got down like by 25 points. So I'm okay with it. You know, any team is, you know, a tough matchup for the Kings, but it just depends on how they come out, how they respond and, you know, how they learn from the, you know, matchup. Yeah. And I think anytime we could play a team twice and, and beat them the second time around um, like a revenge game, so to speak, that we like we did with Utah, I think that's a, a promising sign that we can adjust uh, to our opponent and uh, do whatever tweaks necessary uh, to beat them. And then also beating the Suns is also no easy task and we beat them twice. So, and yeah, I know Kevin Durant's not there, but you know, to people who don't care about variants and all that, that would be considered a game that we should win because their quote unquote star player is not there and we beat them. So we did what we were supposed to do. Uh, if that's how you see the game. Right. Um, but what do you think about the loss of Minnesota? I mean, we know that they are strong where we are weak. Um, is that a team that you would prefer not to play in the playoffs? I mean, it, it necessarily, you know, obviously for the Kings to win, yes, but to grow and learn, I think that's a, I think that's a matchup you'd want. So that way, you know, you're playing probably like your toughest competition. Um, you know, there's obviously other teams that are probably going to be better than Minnesota and definitely a different type of matchup for the Kings. But I think for this team to grow and make that next step forward, that's absolutely a matchup that you'd want to take on. Um, you know, if not the first round, maybe eventually, you know, throughout, I don't know with the seating and all that, if that would even be possible. But yeah, Minnesota is just tough. I mean, they have, you know, on defense, they're just super lengthy. They can get in the passing lanes. Um, they disrupt our, de- our our offense with, you know, how they play defense. And then offensively, I mean, they can just get going at any time, you know, with Anthony Edwards um, doing what he does. I mean, he obviously didn't have a game last night. He, I mean, he's coming off that injury, so he looked pretty tired, especially on a back-to-back. Um, Rudy Gobert, he can still, you know, do some damage, especially on the rebounds I mean I think he finished with like 15 rebounds last night and then Kyle Anderson it's just Kyle Anderson he's the slowest player I think I've ever watched I thought Harrison Barnes was slow but when work Kyle, screws- Kyle Anderson takes that uh you know cake as well so yeah I'm it they're definitely a tough matchup for the Kings so I would definitely be worried to face them in the playoffs but again yeah. I think it would be a good matchup for them yeah I love that video of uh the whole crowd at Golden One reacting to Rudy Gobert's uh fade away yeah <laughs> shot it's like is he doing that now is this real um i thought that was hilarious um yeah I, you know it, it doesn't bother me too much i i did think it was interesting that the teams that we needed to lose the two teams that we needed to lose won, and then we also lost and so the fact that we kind of had three chances to make the playoffs and none of it came through uh was a little bit of a pill to swallow uh, you know because i i do understand how people were expecting it to happen. And maybe that's why we, we, it didn't happen because everybody just totally thought it was a guaranteed type of thing, which you should probably never do, especially when it comes to uh, basketball, right? Like nothing is guaranteed. We always talk about one game series and variants and how anything can happen. And uh, yeah, what we thought would be impossible uh, was possible. Those two teams lost and we lost so yet we're going to have this delayed gratification uh, as far as the Kings making the playoffs. So this week we have a two-game series uh, versus Portland on the road Wednesday and Friday. Then we have the Spurs on Sunday. What are you expecting or are you expecting anything? I mean, I wouldn't say I would be expecting, but I would hope the team would come out and – take care of business especially against those teams um you know portland they have a lot of injuries going on right now and seems like they're pretty much shutting down you know damian lillard for the season the spurs are obviously you know in rebuild mode so i would hope that they would go and take care of business with those teams i wouldn't say i'm expecting anything because you know in the nba anything is kind of unexpected um, anything can happen 
on any given night, especially if the shots aren't falling um, for one team. So, yeah, I would hope they can go into Portland, you know, especially tomorrow. If they don't clinch tonight, they can go clinch tomorrow, get that taken care of and over with, and then, you know, kind of finish up um, against Portland. You know, I believe three and one because they beat us that first game of the season. And then definitely against the Spurs, you know. But the Spurs are always tough as well. I mean, they're young. They're coached by Greg Popovich. So that's always a tough matchup regardless of who's on the court. But, yeah, I definitely think hopefully they'll just go take care of business. Yeah, and we could actually clinch the sixth spot tonight um, if the Warriors lose, which uh, I haven't checked the score or anything. I'll check it in a bit. So, yeah, again, uh, it might be a mildly anticlimactic, but, you know, big picture-wise, I think it's the greatest thing ever, and, and we should celebrate some way, somehow, um, you know. So have you thought much about the playoffs as far as uh, our first-round opponent? Uh, I wouldn't say I've thought of, like, the opponent. I've just kind of thought of the playoffs, like, overall, just how special it is going to be to finally be back in the playoffs, you know, after – 16 years um and just what the atmosphere is going to be like the emotions um for everyone so i've definitely thought about it in that aspect but not necessarily who you know the opponent is i've kind of said from the beginning i don't really you know care who we face because i think any um you know opponent is going to be tough because playoffs are a different type of animal you know players are playing longer minutes um you know different adjustments are made you know things are you know, definitely different, but so I'm not really worried in that sense. Um, I'm just excited to see this team back in the playoffs. Exactly. And yeah, like you said, whoever we face is going to be tough. I think every team in the Western conference uh, poses a different set of problems for the Kings uh, to overcome. So yeah, it's just a matter of time for us to see if any of our role players are going to step up and, and, do their job and, and rise to the occasion. I think that'll be interesting. Um, do we get the double overtime uh, Malik Monk or do we get the Malik Monk that it's a little erratic? Uh, you know, I don't know. I'm excited to find out though. And uh, like you say, big picture wise, uh, whatever we do, it's going to be a learning experience for sure. Um, and we always talk about, you know, this season, and why it's so special. And I really truly believe that this season is going to be one to remember period, no matter what happens. Um, Cause I know next season we're going to come into it with tons of expectations for the team. Um, why do you think this season was so special? What's this, what, what makes it so special for you? I think because, you know, for everyone, you know, it's hard to speak for everyone, but they really, I don't think had many, expectations for this team you know um obviously every year we hope that they make the playoffs but you know with the roster being you know so um so many new pieces coming in and um you know definitely adding a ton of different talent people weren't sure how it was going to translate onto the court especially having you know a first year head coach in Mike Brown and you know learning the system and doing that so I think people were just kind of taken off guard um with how quickly it's come together but that's with me, you know, like how fast it's translated on the court and, you know, especially some of the wins that they've had, um, you know, how loud and packed, you know, Golden One Center has been, you know, it's just been special in that regards. And then, you know, finally, after so many years, um, not only making the playoffs, I think everyone thought that this team, you know, the first time being back in the playoffs, they would probably do it in some sort of capacity of the play in, um, but not necessarily making it all the way to you know, a top three seed and then, you know, going that route. I mean, I think that's definitely special to see that this team has kind of held off, you know, in the top three, especially with so many other talented teams in the West. And, you know, obviously, yes, there's been injuries throughout the, you know, season with those teams, but still it's, it's hard to maintain um, that type of record, I think in the West, because any team on any given night in the West is a tough matchup. So with them holding that three seed, basically since, you know, the beginning of January um, is definitely special. So the way they're doing it, um, you know, and the quick turnaround, I think, is what makes it so special. And we've dealt with our own issues, right? From De'Aaron being out a few games to Kevin Herter being in a slump and also being out to DeMontis missing a game or two. It, you know, we've overcome a lot, I feel, in, in our role players have uh, stepped up, to rose up to the occasion. 
And I think that's fantastic. Yeah, and, and we've said it before. The expectations at the, at the beginning of the season were so low. And the fact that we've moved on from, oh, can they win 33 games? Can they be 500? To actually, can they get out of the first round? And some fans being super homers saying, oh, we're going to go to the uh, Western Conference Finals. I think that's terrific, uh, considering the expectations at the beginning of the year. Um, I'm going to open up the mics now. Uh, we could talk about, my question to you is, uh, why do you think the season was so special for you? And then also, what do you think the expectations will be for next year? Um, I think people are going to want a deep playoff run slash at least a 50 to 60 win season, uh, depending on the moves that we make in, in seeing who our playoff performers are. Um, I think if we have more than a few people besides De'Aaron and DeMontis uh, performing well in the playoffs, we're going to be very encouraged um, along with the improvements of Keegan Murray and uh, Davion Mitchell and Trey Lyles. Um, What's your take? Feel free to hop in and uh, request. Liz, you could start it off. Yeah, I think also I want to, you know, point out too is, um, you know, after so many seasons of kind of having, you know, different head coaches and things like that, um, always wondering, you know, how the general manager and the head coach are going to work when it necessarily wasn't like his guy. So it's nice that Monty McNair was, you know, able to go out and get his guy, do it the right way. And now we actually have a general manager and a coach that are in sync together, you know, contract wise. So I think everyone's finally on the same page. So I think that shows that we're actually on the right path, you know, to um, a different future with this team, because every previous season has been so uncertain, you know, with the head coaching um, and, you know, who's on the same page, what they're going to do kind of thing. But I think now we can kind of see, you know, how Mike Brown coaches his style, you know, the accountability that he holds these players to. Um, and then Monty McNair on how he kind of is wanting to, you know, construct this roster and the moves that he's wanting to make. So I think that's definitely showing that we definitely have a bright future, but I wouldn't necessarily have any expectations for next season. I don't want to put any expectations. I know people are going to say, you know, they hope for 50 plus wins next season, you know, things like that, but any season, I mean, things can happen. Unfortunately, we don't know, you know, with injuries, knock on wood, I don't want to, you know, throw that in the air, but that's a possibility. So this season, I'm just enjoying it with what they're doing now and finally making the playoffs after so long. So I'm just going to enjoy it at that. And then we'll obviously see what Monty McNair does in the off season, you know, with certain players, either if they're going to come back, what he's going to do, if he's going to let certain players walk and then what players he's going to look for, you know, in free agency or if there's a trade made. Um, but I'm just excited for that kind of stuff, but I'm not necessarily going to put any expectations on next season. And this has been, uh, has been mentioned before. And I just love that at the beginning of the year, uh, Mike Brown decided to have players and, and all the Kings personnel sign contracts as far as um, performing their job and duties uh, as far as their role is to the team. And, and he actually made Vivek do it in money and, and everybody across the board. And I love how one of his pillars of success was for the whole organization on the player side and the front office side and the operation side uh, to be in alignment. And I think that had a major impact on the success this year. And, and it's super exciting, but yeah, I, I agree with you um, as far as expectations for next year. I mean, if anything, I, I think it's reasonable to want uh, improvement period. And, and if that just means two games more, uh, two wins more than this year, so be it. I, I would like to see improvement on whatever they do in the playoffs this year. I hope they go further. Um, you know, I think to expect, a championship is is a bit much depending on the moves that we make. And, and yeah, this is only assuming if we're fully healthy because we all know um, teams don't live up to their expectations if they are missing a star player or a key role player or two. Again, we are going to open up the mics. Feel free to request. And yeah, that's what we're talking about. What makes this year so special 
And what are your expectations for next year? Which we'll probably revisit time and time again uh, in the next few weeks before we go on our, our summer hiatus. So uh, come on in here. And if you are a Portland Trailblazers fan and you want to talk about the Blazers, uh, since you uh, they are our opponent for the next two games, uh, feel free to uh, hop in as well. What's up, Joseph? Go ahead and answer that question. Yo, what's up? I'm actually a Portland Trail Blazers fan. No, I'm just kidding. Um, oh, man, this season, uh, I mean, obviously it's been really special. Um, it's kind of just like the culmination of years of being a fan and just kind of waiting, you know, for the for the uh, uh, drought to end, and it's finally ending. Um, it's just been really fun to watch, man. I For the past, you know, couple of seasons, I found it hard to just, like, get excited to watch a Kings game. Um, I mean, there's been like cool things like watching Halliburton or whatever, or yeah, and the, there's been fun teams in the past, but just this team has just been like a, a complete joy to watch. The games aren't like super um, frustrating other than when, you know, he, he can't get stops or whatever. Um, and yeah, I'm just, I'm just like really looking forward to the playoffs. I'm, I'm super happy that like, that we are top three. I mean, that's crazy. Um, I, I usually jokingly predict that the Kings will be top four every season. Um, this is just the one season that happened to happen. So, um, yeah, it's just been super fun. And as far as the playoffs go, um, I I would like them to get out of the first round. I know it's going to be tough if, if uh, they can just put up a fight at least and maybe push it to six or seven. I'd be happy with that. Um, but, you know, obviously anything better than that would be amazing. Um, uh, for next season, I I would just like to see, like, uh, I think you guys said incremental improvement, maybe um, fill in some, uh, uh, some deficits, like uh, obviously defense. I would like to see better defense next season, um, whether that's uh, getting different personnel or, or learning more or whatever um obviously i want to see keegan um take a leap uh which i'm sure he will will do um i think like i think in one of the broadcasts they said keegan's trainer was like studying like scotty pippen's defense to teach keegan or whatever um which that sounds awesome um but yeah i just uh yeah just shore up the roster uh maybe bring in a couple new pieces that that makes sense and uh yeah, 50 wins would be great, but as long as they make the playoffs again, I'd be happy. Of course. Awesome. Uh, thanks, Joseph. <laughs> this just in, Suns commentator Eddie Johnson just called me a couch potato on Twitter. I, I think I called him a salty Homer commentator, and then he responded with couch potato. I, I think that is amazing. How rude of him. Uh, oh, well. Moving on, I guess I've made it in the Twitter world. Uh, Tanvir, what's going on? Yo, what's up, Daily? What's up, Liz? How's it going, man? Awful. I, I was called the couch potato by oh, the Suns color commentator. My goodness. Uh, screw him, man. Screw him. You ain't no couch potato, bro. You know how it is here, man. You ain't no couch potato, bro. It's all <laughs> I mildly am, given the day. <laughs> oh, man. Man, what can I say, man? This season's been fucking amazing, dog. Man, I never would have thought, man. I always mess around with my br younger brother, too. He's a Lakers fan. I always talk in his face. Pretty funny how things turn around, man. I fucking love it, man. Man, see what happens, man. Keep moving on, man. And talking about next season, uh, I don't know, man. Just improvements, man. Improvements. Go slow and steady, man. Yeah, 100%. Thanks, Stanvir. Keith, what's your take? What's going look, on? Look, Welcome. I'm, I'm going to keep it short here because right now we're on the precipice, man. Now, last night was a bummer. It was a bummer. But I'm telling you right now, I don't like to get ahead of myself, but I I think this is going to get done tonight. I, I think it's going to get done tonight. Now, when it gets done tonight, listen, I have great respect for what you guys do. And, and we've been through the trenches together. You know, I, I remember we were doing this when you were the Daily Halliburton. So we have history together. Now, I know that you like to go to bed at a, a good 
you know, time of night. But if we clinch this thing tonight, I fully expect another space. I need a double shift from you and everyone involved. So I just need to know right now, I need a commitment from somebody that if they clinch, I need an extra space. Give the people what they want, man. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, if you're going to be in there, uh, I'll consider it. I do need like a 40-minute a, a uh, break. There are some things that have to be done around my house. Uh, but, yeah, and Liz, yeah, feel free to start one, um, and then I'll join in later. I know Liz uh, is good for it. Yeah, just let me know. Just hey, text me. It. Yeah, oh, we know. Liz is the terminator of Twitter spaces, so I know she's down for it. However, keep in mind, she does have to study for finals, so we're hey, making sacrifices. I remember it, it's so funny, though, because, like, you know, I remember how bad it was for a while. Like, I remember Liz, when Liz had that one space right after the trade went down, and like Sacramento was like the capital of like the NBA for a little bit. And Liz had that space and Liz was like for three hours governing and overseeing the entire space. It was crazy. I, I, I think it was it longer. Was, that was, I, I think it was, was longer Liz's than finest that. Work that day. And Liz has had a long career in the Twitter. Oh, was, I'm sure. Best work. Um, you know, I, I just want to say this. I, I, and I, I just got off work late, so I don't know what, you know, the whole topic has been, but I see, you know, playoffs and expectations. You know, we've been talking about this for a couple uh, days and weeks now. And uh, Casey and D'Lo, they had a show and Brendan Nunez, I think they clipped it, but Nunez was um, on the show and they said, if the Kings get bounced in the first round, is it a failure? And I don't know how you would answer that daily because, you know, you know me. Uh, I think whatever they do, it's already my, been a success. And, and, and the counter, yeah. And the right? counterpoint I would make to that is okay. If them getting bounced in the first round is a failure, on the flip side, like what would you consider like passing as a passing grade? Like, would you go as far as like, oh, if, I mean, if they got to the uh, the second round. There's always going to be somebody who would say, yeah, but they could have got to the conference finals. And they go to the conference finals, yeah, but they were so close to the NBA finals. And then if they get to the finals and lose, oh, man, we were like three wins away from a championship. I, I don't think you'll ever necessarily, if you, have a, if you think like that, you'll ever be satisfied. I think that once this team got into like the top four, for myself, I looked at it and said, I, I still look at it and I say, it's a – things have to go right, but I still look at it as like they could get to the finals or the conference finals. Obviously that's not the expectation, but even if they don't do that, I'm not going to sit there and be like, Oh, the season was a failure. Like the guys from work and I were talking about this today and they were like, you know, what do you think this team's ceiling is? And I'm like, ceiling, brother, I'm just trying to get to the next day and see more Kessler Edwards coming off the bench. I'm not worried about tomorrow or next week. This is already a, a positive in my book. But I do think, like, there's, there's always going to be that contingent that looks at the season as a, a failure if they don't get to X, Y, and Z. But I think, you know, from where we were a year ago to now, I don't think you could really say, oh, it's a failure. Anybody who says it's a failure, I mean, that's just ridiculous. But anybody who thinks like, oh, yeah. Well, so what did they say? Well, I had a, I had a conversation with a friend. He's a Kings fan. I wouldn't classify him as a diehard. But he is one of those people who came on the wagon. He, he doesn't really follow basketball like that. But he's been, you know, asking me this and that. And he comes out of the blue a couple of days ago. And he goes, I think if this team doesn't get to at least the second round, they didn't live up to their potential. And I had to stop. I said, hold on now. It's been 16 years since they made the playoffs. Uh, I mean, we're just happy to be in the building. It's just, you know, coincidence. And I wouldn't call it luck. They played their ass off the entire year. But I think it's just one of those anomalies where it's like not only, you know, because usually when you break a, a drought like this daily, you're like a seventh seed, an eighth seed. If we had been a seventh seed or an eighth seed, which we're not going to be, but if we had been a seventh seed or an eighth seed, everyone still would have been happy. They, they, I mean, they'd say, you know what? They're they're building, but they're building towards something greater. I honestly feel like because we are a top five seed, most likely, 
they've already not only exceeded expectations, they've gone through the roof with expectations. So you mix that in, I feel like there is a part of the fan base that says, okay, well, they're a top five seed. They should go deep. If we had been a, a bottom five or bottom four seed, I think, you know, expectations could have been tampered. But I just think it's just a freak, you know, accident and craziness that the year that we break the streak, we're one of the best teams in the Western Conference. I think I, I, I don't remember who said what and they're and I, I got to watch what I say, because obviously they're not going to listen right here. But, you know, I, I don't want to quote them because I, I know them. But I do think the general consensus was that this season is already. Oh, I know. I know for sure. KC said that this season is already a win like KC out of the blue said this is already a win you know everything oh, else from here oh, is right like on, right icing on. on the cake i think damian and brandon kind of had the same you know mindset i think for the most part most of the kings media would say hey we're, we're, you know this is a, a success as it is um and i think that is the general census around town i say that like i'm living in town i'm in fucking new york but you get the picture but uh, i think everyone is on the same page that you know hey we're just living in the moment and it's great to be here. Yeah, 100%. And I do think there's a small portion of this fan base and this is every fan base across the NBA that are just never satisfied. And I do know, we know our, our step cousins in LA and in golden state probably are like it's championship or nothing, which I totally get if you've been spoiled with championships uh, during your lifetime. Right. But yeah, I think for us, considering everything that's happened, considering 16 years of trauma, um, this season is already a success. 100%, Keith. Uh, Liz, what's up? Yeah, I just, I mean, you have to look at it, as they say, like Instagram versus reality. Um, I don't, like, the only thing I would say is if we win in the playoffs and we just kind of crap the bed I think it would be disappointing I wouldn't say you know that would be like anything to freak out about and you know go crazy and just you know people with their hot takes or whatever they want to do it would just be disappointing if we didn't perform well in the playoffs and got swept or you know didn't um, play to our normal expectations at least on the offensive end we know what this team unfortunately is like on the defensive end we know they can step up in certain situations but I would say it would be more of a disappointment, um, but I wouldn't be so much to say, you know, oh, they could have gotten to this place or done this. I think everyone just has to take it a game at a time and kind of go from there. And I get it with the anticipation and the excitement and the emotions of not being in the playoffs for 16 years. But yeah, I think it would just be more of a disappointment. It just necessarily, you know, people shouldn't get like crazy and be like, oh, this team, you know, same old Kings or Kangs, whatever they want to say, um, because they've definitely exceeded expectations this year. And I think they've ex- um, they've exceeded expectations so quickly compared to other seasons. Like I said, I-, I would think most people would think that the Kings making the playoffs for the first time in 16 years would have came in from some so- sort of play-in situation, not making it all the way up to the third seed and maintaining that third seed for basically, you know, since the beginning of January. Um, so I think them exceeding expectations is just amazing but yeah, I think people just need to calm down and say, you know, like we're in the playoffs. Let's just take it for what it is. Let's enjoy the experience and then go from there, but not get crazy and, you know, think all these negative thoughts and, you know, this team didn't deserve it or whatever they want to say. Cause I'm sure those be, there'll be comments like that out there. And I'll just ignore those comments because people are just weird with their hot takes and the things that they say um, to get attention, obviously. But yeah, I think just a disappointment is the word that I would use if they didn't play like their normal style of basketball that we know that they could play. Yeah, and, and I think the neophyte basketball fans, and I mean neophyte as in, as in maybe they like the Kings, but they don't really pay attention to basketball in general. I can understand uh, looking at the seven-game win streak, the multiple winning streaks and the statistical uh, records that are being done by the Kings uh, with the number one offense uh, for most of the season, uh, the top offense of all time and, and things like that. And not considering how the style of play may have uh, tweaked that um, benchmark a bit, uh, I think because we are in the spaced out era, um, it would be interesting to see how this offense uh, holds up 
uh, for the next five years and including the last five years. I mean, is this the best offense now or is this just going to be um, maybe the third or fourth best or, or even just an average offense like five years from now, depending on how offenses go? So, yeah, I totally get that, how the success will will breed like greediness among fans where they, they're going to be like, well, we're, we're the number one offense and, and we've held the, the top spot for so long. And we're the number three seed, so we should we should go deep and, and blah blah blah. So, yeah, we'll see how that plays out. Um, I mean, you have to look at it too, daily. You know, I mean, look at the Warriors; they went seventy three and nine in a season. Everyone expected them to win an NBA championship, be the greatest team of all time, blah 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 blah. And they lost in the NBA Finals. Anything can freaking happen. It is what it is, and that's what they have to take it at. Like, when Warriors fans complain, or Lakers fans complain, I'm like, you know how many years of success you guys have had? I don't even want to hear it when you guys have, like, a similar bad season. Like, both of those teams are probably going to make the playoffs this season. And, you know, the Warriors, yes, they look pretty dysfunctional, especially on the road. But anything can happen in the playoffs. They can, like, all of a sudden turn it around and become you know, the 73 and nine win type of team and then win the NBA finals this year. Like I didn't expect them honestly to win the NBA finals last year and they did. So for fans just to get weird with their takes and, you know, thinking that, Oh, it's the end of the world. If this, you know, Kings team loses in the first round type of situation, like they have to be realistic. Like, yes, I do think we can surprise people in the playoffs, but if we lose that first round, it's going to be sad because of the ending, you know, that it's finally coming to an end in such a special season, but we have to be realistic. Like, okay, how did they play? What did they look like? Did they make those adjustments, you know, game in and game out, you know, things like that. Like we have to be realistic when it comes to that type of stuff. And it depends on the matchup that we get too, because some of these matchups, they have more playoff experience than this Kings team has. So that can also come into an account as well. So I just, yeah, people think, you know, they have to say these weird things, but it's like you you have to look at it and be realistic with it as well. And some people just unfortunately aren't um, because they just want to go off the rocker and say all these weird things. And I get it because we haven't been in a playoff in 16 years, but then you probably shouldn't be a Kings fan if you want to be weird with your takes because we've been losers for 16 years. Well, not only that, but anybody who we face in the playoffs, whether it's the Clips, the Wolves, Warriors or Bills, they all have playoff experience. And then if the Lakers make a run and, and, and manage to get to the sixth or uh, fifth seed, they have experience as well, not to mention LeBron and AD who are former world champs. So in, so it's an uphill battle, whoever we face, right? Um, Keith, what's up? And I would make the point um, as far as, you know, the term expectations. I really do feel like the reason this team has performed so well almost the entire year, I mean, they've been one of the more consistent teams all year. I mean, no one has believed in in us. And no one has taken the Kings, I think, really serious until the All-Star break. I think that's really when I would say it started to pick up steam. Because even if you talk to, like, other people, they would say when they were winning 20 games, 30 games, well – you know, you'll you'll fade come the All Star break, and then once the All Star break happened, they, what are they thirteen and five out of the break, and people started saying, "Hey, this Kings team." You start getting that press, the Slam magazine cover, um, all the stuff on the NBA on TNT had their own beam, and I think the most pressure daily this team faced all year, I'm going to be completely honest, was last night, because if you win last night, you know you clinched the playoff spot. It was sold out. It was a coronation, you know, and I think we forgot they still had to win the game. And they, you know, for a lot of reasons, they didn't perform well, but they got their ass handed to them. And I think that that team last night finally was dealing with some expectations, finally was dealing with, like, the city. Like, I I, I would – I'm not going to speak for every fan, but I think most fans thought they were just automatically going to show up and win that game last night. It doesn't work like that, obviously. Um so the fact that they were dealing with those expectations, those guys, I, I can only imagine how much pressure they were under going into last night. Um, and, you know, 
Liz and I, we, we talk about this. We drive this point home all the time. When you get to the playoffs, and Bob Myers on uh, open court had a great monologue about this. You know, when you get to the playoffs in a seven-game series in basketball or in baseball, and a team is focusing solely on you, and they're scouting you, and they're watching tape on you, if you're a great pitcher that wins like 20 games in baseball, and you're known for your fastball, that gets taken out of the equation. Now it's, okay, what else can this guy do? Can he go to his left? Can he go to his right? Can he give you the slider about the curveball? So you've got to find ways in the playoffs, not for your best players to just, you know, be able to do X, Y, and Z that they've been doing all year. You've got to have your best players and your role players do more than that. You've got to be, if you're a spot-up shooter, you got to be able to go off the dribble because in a seven-game series, your strength gets taken away. And you find out what your second, third, fourth options are capable of doing. Um, but I think that going to the playoff aspect of it, you know, I've, I've driven this point home all year. I think the Kings, you know, obviously the fan base, you know, it's going to be great playoffs, first time in 16 years. I get that. But I honestly feel like if the Kings get a team like Golden State or Dallas – Obviously, Dallas is, is free falling, but just hypothetically speaking, they get a team like in the Western Conference, like if they play a team like Denver. Denver, you know, that window is starting to close in Denver. They, they know that they're probably one, two, maybe three years, that window, that's their window. The Kings, you don't know what the window is going to be. This is like the first year what could be a really good team or a really good run. You never are sure. But the Kings are playing with house money. The Kings this season already – is a W in the minds of the Kings. All they got to go out and do now is just play, and they're playing. When you play free and free of stress and you're not tensing up, that speaks volumes in sports. But when you go out there and you're thinking about, oh, what if we lose today? Is that going to be tomorrow? What happens in the offseason? Are we going to lose X amount of players? Are we going to lose this guy? What about this guy's contract? His, that plays into your mind. Psychologically, a lot of teams, you know, they never recover from that. And, and all it takes is one thing. You know, you look back to the uh, – I believe it was – I don't know. Fuck, I'm just going to guess. The 95, 96 finals, Magic and the Rockets. The, the Rockets are down. All Nick Anderson has to do is make, like, one free throw, and he missed, like, what, four in a row. And Nick Anderson – not only was Nick Anderson never the same player, you know, he got the yips for the rest of his career, but the, the, the Magic, that took them out of the, the, the series completely. And Shaq even admits that this day that they, they they never recovered from that game one when all they had to do was knock down those free throws and they just never recovered as a team. So, you know, pressure and playing with stress, that factors in. And, and if the Kings go in there with the mindset, hey, we're playing with house money, we got our fans are going to pack the building every night, Kings landing outside is going to be crazy, that can speak volumes going forward. And that could potentially be one of the reasons why they go deep if they do go deep. Yeah, 100%. And I think all those teams, with an exception of maybe the Wolves and the Pels, who are relatively young and they're starting their run now as far as getting the championship is concerned, all those teams, it's like championship or bust. That's their expectation. And so that's a really great point. Thanks, Keith. Uh, Tanvir, uh, what's up? So I just wanted to talk about that too about the playoffs if we were to lose out the first round. So if we were to lose, amen, I still consider that a W regardless if we even get swept at all, man. I would still be proud of the squad, man. But at the other side of things, the Pelicans are up 63 to 46 right now at halftime. That's all I just wanted to say. Possible. Yeah, well, Liz, if you're down, I'm down. And Liz, if you want to start without me, go for it, and I'll, I'll join in later. Um, and and I expect you guys to come through as well, hopefully, uh, so we could at least celebrate for a brief moment um, and all that. I will say, and and people have talked about this before. It's like I know everybody wants you know a championship, right? It, it would be a beautiful thing to say. Oh, you know, in my lifetime, I saw my home team. My favorite team won the chip, but I swear, um, whatever happens in the next 10 years, and I know I'm thinking like really big picture, 
I will be happy considering that we didn't go to the playoffs for 16 years. I'll be happy with the Blazers run where they go to the playoffs for eight years straight. Um, I think that's phenomenal. And I know uh, for them, it's probably disappointing because they probably felt like, well, damn, we got one of the best players on the planet. Uh, and they did go to the Western conference finals uh, one year and, and maybe they don't feel that way, but yeah, in hindsight for me as a Kings fan, uh, and maybe some people will say this is a poverty uh, franchise mindset. I think that's an incredible run. You know what I mean? Uh, I'd rather have that than 16 years of no playoffs or just sniffing the first round or maybe just uh, being in the play in and exiting. Uh, I don't think that's good either. So with that, we do have a few uh, Portland trailblazers fans in here. Feel free to speak on it. Uh, we'd love to get hear your takes. If not, I probably will close up shop in five or 10 minutes. If anybody else has any pressing topics they want to talk about, feel free to uh, request and get on the mic. Um, shout out to everyone who's here. Liz, let's talk about our giveaway. Um, as you guys know, Deuce and Mo are doing a live show. Uh, they sold out in 10 minutes. We happen to have tickets, and we'd love to give them away. Um, Liz, go for it. Yeah, so, um, they're, yeah, it was crazy how quickly their live show sold out. It's going to be in Sacramento um, at the Russ Room. So if you guys would like a chance to win um, some tickets, we're going to do two different giveaways. I got four tickets, so two tickets per giveaway. Um, so if you guys want to leave us a comment on, or a review, I should say on Spotify or Apple podcasts, we'll enter you in the drawing. And then, um, daily, are we doing a retweet on our recent post for the podcast? Yeah. And, and in my bad, this is my bad. I should have put out a tweet, uh, officially saving the rules and all that. And I'll probably do that tonight or tomorrow. But again, you could always get started early by leaving us a kind and uh, positive review and then hitting us up in the DMs or or just on the timeline saying, hey, my review is, is so-and-so and my name so-and-so. That was my review. And you're definitely will be, uh, you definitely will be placed in the drawing. I mean, literally a three to five minute exercise of writing something kind on a podcast and then letting us know. And then boom, you could possibly win tickets to a sold out show, which I think is a great deal. Yeah. And, you know, obviously... Um, with Cowboy Talk and Beam Unit, we're, you know, huge supporters of Deuce and Mo. Um, you know, they're doing so many good things, you know, in Sacramento and they're just going up from here. I mean, we don't know how much longer, you know, they might go big time and, you know, we might not get to see them, you know, do what they do on a nightly basis. So I think we have to appreciate, um, them for what they're currently doing and they grind it out. I mean, if you think about it, you know, they have to do so many different things. I mean, they do their daily show now on Sports 1140. You know, they call Stockton Kings games. They're doing, um, you know, Kings games. And then, you know, on top of that, they're doing night chats. So, I mean, they have a, a full plate. So we have to enjoy that these guys are, you know, taking um, so much out of their time. You know, obviously, you know, people watch them and, you know, make their community grow as well. But, I mean, that has to be exhausting in some days, you know, especially, um, thankfully, this season has been fun because I couldn't imagine them having to do all that with this season if it was like a complete failure. Um, so yeah, any support that we can give to them obviously is awesome. And I know, you know, everyone else in this space and all of, you know, Cowboy Talk and stuff support them as well. So I think it'd just be cool to do a giveaway and, you know, allow people to go see them live and uh, enjoy that experience because it's going to be their very first live show. So I think that's super cool. I know if I lived in Sacramento, I'd be going for sure. You know what I mean? If I knew that uh, a podcast had a giveaway like ours, I would, I would totally do it. It's free and uh, little effort, I think. And uh, for what you're getting. Uh, and yeah, I don't think they get enough credit for the work that they do, especially in the past few years when the Kings were not fun to watch and they had to do the whole silver linings type of thing and look for the small victories like, yeah, Tyrese or uh, De'Aaron's great year uh, two years ago. And, and they managed to do their show and stay on for us. Um, and so that's a lot of work. You know, I just have a small little space in, in a, in a fledgling podcast and, you know, I find myself drained sometimes. And, uh, so yeah, I think the work they do is extraordinary. Um, Liz, 
no one is stepping up to the mic. Shall we close up shop? Yeah, if no one else has anything else to say, um, I just want to say... Are you there, you know, Liz? Huh? Anywho. So, yeah, uh, I think Liz and I will probably maybe hop back on um, if the Pels can actually close it out. Um, I don't know. Uh, but then again, and if we do, it'll be really quick just to acknowledge the great moment that is happening. Um, Liz, you available? You up? Yeah, no, I'll, I'll do it. If, uh, we, Joseph, if we give me tonight. a heart or something so I know that I, I'm still being heard. Okay, we are glitching right now. So, all right. Are we good? Can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay, yeah. So now I'm on 5G because our, our Wi Fi was sketchy. So I probably was inaudible for the last two minutes, which is unfortunate, but oh well. Uh, Liz, can you hear me now? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, so I think uh did I go silent for about 2 minutes or a minute? No, I could hear you the whole time, but you must have just not been able to hear me. Oh, okay. That's what happened. So yeah, I think we are going to close up shop unless you have to if if you have anything else to say, Liz. No, I I just yeah, if we uh if we clinch tonight, um I'm definitely down to get on again and uh do a space. Um obviously it's going to be a special moment, so I will take the time and uh yeah, we can definitely do another space and celebrate with everyone uh, the the happy news. Yeah, and and you know what? Feel free to uh, yeah start without me if I if I'm not on or whatever. Um, text me or I'll text you, and then uh, that'll be it. But um, yeah, awesome guys, Tanvir, what's up? I just want to say, man, thanks for doing this, bro. Ten episodes, bro. This is amazing, man. I love you guys, man. You have this... no idea how much I love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, chill. I told you, chill, man. Don't, don't get too you, creepy. Bro. It creeps people out when you come on too strong. I'm serious. <laughs> Don't, oh, do no, just... <laughs> hey, man, don't do that. Don't do that. Doing you guys thing, man. Remember, yeah, we're no, strangers. I'm just saying. Oh, yeah. um... <laughs> we're strangers, but we're fans, bro. <laughs> oh my god, um, <laughs> hilarious. So yeah, guys, uh, I'm excited. Uh, hopefully, the pals could hold on. Um, I appreciate all of you for coming through. Twenty One Savage, what's happening? Joseph, Chef Murray, thanks for the kind words. Viet, always coming through. Thank you so much, Johnny, um, Jeremy, Rasir. You guys are awesome. Uh, it means a lot. Again, we're just fans. Uh, we, we say what we say. We know what we know. And, um, you know, why not? Why not us? Why not do a podcast? Why not have a Spaces about the Kings? We appreciate you. I think we are out. So, Real, real quick, what's I'm going to ask people in the space. Um, if we clinch the playoffs tonight on an off night, does the beam get lit? That's my question. It should, right? Joseph, what do you think? Tanvir, what do you think? I think it should, bro, to be honest, man. Uh, I like that being. But that's still an interesting question, though, bro. I think it should. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I have a purple light outside my house I'll turn on, though. Same. <laughs> Same. And, uh, yeah, actually, I, I did make a little animation. If the Kings made the playoffs, uh, you know, I don't know. I'll, I'll probably post it. Maybe I'll wait till tomorrow after the win. It's always a little more climactic when, uh, you know, the Kings win and then we could all talk our shit and get excited and all that. So, all right, guys, we are out of here. Thanks for coming through. We appreciate it. Uh, this is our 10th episode. Yay. All right. Bye, guys. Good night. Bye, guys.